You're listening to KAYT, 88.1 FM, Gina, Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna and Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist churches in Alexandria. We desire to present the gospel message of Jesus Christ to a dying world in these final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. That there are some other things that are going on. Ephesus had visibility upon the radar of God. They had the attributes of a working church. They portrayed the patience of a compassionate church. They had the discernment of a spiritual church. They possessed the endurance of a faithful church. They held the essence of a loving church. They boasted their means of being even a wealthy church. However, Jesus observed something, something they possessed, but in essence, they laid it down. You see, they had something. They had ministry going on. They had what, everybody? They had an awesome youth department, and I'm not talking about anybody's church tonight, amen. amen. They had an awesome youth department. Folk were being baptized week after week. They had the best choir in the area. The ushers were kind and organized. Their deacons were sentinels of the church, and the elders were wise. Their pastor was a great preacher. The members were sociable, but... But the elderly people were lovable. The young people were lively and energetic. The ministries of Ephesus were thriving and awe-inspiring. The church structure was immaculately laid. But Jesus saw something. And out of all of this, something he witnessed, he told old man John, write this down, let them know. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you because you have left. Your first love. That's right, that's right. The sad thought about it is that this observation is that, that Jesus knew that Ephesus had something, but they, with all of what they had, set their love down and walked away from it. Yes, it would be different, brothers and sisters, if their love had been misplaced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It would be different if their love had not been there, but Ephesus laid it down as if it were too heavy to carry anymore. And from 95 A.D., to this present time in 2018. This is the attitude that has crept in upon the backs of some of the saints. Jesus in his spiritual forecast of Ephesus, he provides some diagnosis for their mission-driven church and all they had to do is go back and get it. So the first diagnosis is found in verse five. Look with me in verse five, brothers and sisters. He says, remember from where you have fallen Jesus commends them on the works done in the community. Out of 200,000 people in the city, somebody should be a disciple of Jesus Christ. They had a well-organized church structure and was well-equipped community service in feeding the hungry and clothing the naked. They were endowed with the knowledge to educate the community about social awareness. They were compassionate to meet the needs of the people with a well-organized hospital staff and state-of-the-art everything that they had. However, they needed a reminder that the love of God and for their fellow man was lacking. 
I don't care what we do today in this day and age. You can do all of, you can have all the stuff you got, but if you don't have love, you're just a sounding brass, tingling cymbal. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus sends them a text message. Mm -hmm. Remember from where you've fallen. Yeah. You're probably having questions about what does the Bible say about the word remember. It means to bear in mind, keep informed, yeah. recall that which has happened before. Are you with me today, everybody? Amen. So we see here in the scripture in Genesis, what book do we say? In Genesis chapter 9 and verse 15, we see where God says, remember. Where do we, where do we have this? He says, and I will remember my covenant, Amen. which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. God is telling us to remember, brothers and sisters. And while Ephesus was in their position of negligence, Jesus had to jog their memory as well as some church folk today because he has to tell us to remember. We say it almost every weekend. In Exodus chapter 20 and verse 8, remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. Every now and then, Jesus has to jog our memory and remind us. Over there in Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 12, he tells us something. He says, for I will be merciful unto their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. This is a place where God has amnesia. You ain't hear me tonight. Amen. How do you make God have amnesia? This is what you tell the devil. I confess my faults unto Jesus Christ. Amen. I confess my sins to him. Why? Because he's the only one that can change me. Is that right, everybody? Amen. See, we got to believe that when we walk like the song that was just sung. We got to believe what God said is going to come to pass. It's too many times we get our minds hugged up into the one-eyed one monster. Lord, help us today. He just wants us to remember how we arrived where we are. Do you remember how you arrived where you are? Because it was not your education that brought you. I know you think them funny letters behind your name, you thought you made it. No. It was not your good old family name. Whatever, whatever it is, I'm not going to say it out loud because when you start mentioning people's names behind the pulpit, they get, you know, get kind of twisted. Amen, somebody. It was not their mom and daddy who brought them. Mm -mm. It was not your job status that you have, the status quo that you have in the community. It was not the contribution that you made to mankind nor science. It was not the fine home, whether you live in a gated community or whether you live in the hood. It was he who made you yeah. and not we ourselves. Amen. That's why we need to be alerted to go back and get it. Mm -hmm. Brothers and sisters, not only that, not only that. Not only do we need to remember from where we have fallen, but the second diagnosis for Ephesus is this. They, the Bible says in verse 5, still there, he says they need to repent. They need to do what, everybody? Amen. You most likely would probably question the very motive of the church at Ephesus. You would probably ask this question. Well, why would Ephesus need to repent if they have done so much for the community, for Jesus, and for the fellowship of believers where they are? Well, I'm glad that you asked that question tonight. Because right here you can see it in the mist wrapped up in their own culture of their day. You see, Ephesus began to pick up habits of the world. Are you listening to me today? They picked up habits of the world and they began to depict them as their own spirituality. In other words, they got tangled up in the one-eyed monster and they became cinema junkies. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking about you going to the movies. I'm talking about every time you got $7.50, that's where you find yourself. 
Y'all ain't gonna talk, you gonna be mad at the preacher, that's all right, that's all right. In other words, what was going on on TV and on the silver screen was more important than studying the Bible. They were more fascinated about what other people are doing than what God is doing with his people. So whatever is on the TV is a must-see to watch. We think it wasn't always just a TV show. I'm watching Empire, leave me alone. Oh, Pastor, you done stepped on some toes now. You know I got my DVR set to watch the haves and the have-nots. Y'all ain't gonna help me tonight? You know I got my stuff set to watch my show. And I don't care who preaching where, who's singing, I'm not gonna miss it because when Empire and when Scandal come on, I'm gonna watch my show. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Ephesus found themselves in front of the TV, hottest shows, and they gossiped more about that than they studied the Bible. Lord, help us today. The Bible tells us that God will not be served second to none. Isn't that what he says? Isaiah 46 and verse 9 tells us that God will not be served second to none. What does he say, Pastor? For I am God and there is no other. Isn't that what he says? I am God and there is no one like me. Have you ever woke up in the morning and, and wondered who could paint the sunrise like that? Picasso and all of these artists can't do what Jesus do. He can paint the sunrise, blow some clouds in the air, and let the wind rip around your head and still keep you while you acting a donkey. I'm talking about us, amen. I'm talking about me too. Sometimes you get into your position, you'll get into your, you'll get into your feelings. You ain't gonna want to talk to God. And he woke you up. You not on oxygen. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me today. You don't have to walk treading something behind you. You take a, a just a few, you you take just a few less medication than you did just months ago. You ain't gonna talk to me today. You ain't gonna talk to me. God has been good to us and he tells us that we need to repent. Some of us might have, might not have a good sense of what repentance really means. We may think that repentance just means saying that, I'm sorry. You know, you know everything that we say, watch this, beloved, you're going to take this home with you, put this, in, put this on your Facebook and your Instagram. Everything that we say, it carries strength according to the tone in which we use it. <laughs> you can say, I'm sorry. You don't mean that. You, 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 know, you know how y'all spouses do. I said I was sorry. Well, I listen. it's best that the men just keep that mouth closed when you hear that, bro. Because you might be in a doghouse for a long time. Amen, somebody. Amen. I'm going to go on, so y'all be looking at me like that. Don't be looking. I took my glasses off, so I can't see your expression no way. Amen. Amen. Or you can say, baby. I'm so sorry. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, that'll get you some extra help that night. Yes. Amen. I know what I'm talking about. All right, all right, all right, all right. Enough of that, enough of that, enough of that. True, <laughs> true repentance, brothers and sisters, means regret or sorrow, a true change of heart toward God and your fellow man. Amen. We need to repent of our ways where we've substituted Christ for our relationships, whether they're marital, 
or friends, or watch this, even for the relationship we have when we talk about we doing church work. I'm doing this for the church. Well, have you taken care of home? I'm gonna let that simmer like good gravy. Because some of us, you know, we say, I'm doing this for the Lord. You ain't took care of your house. That's why your house is on the rocks. And I'm not talking about liquor. Are you listening to me tonight? Well, brothers and sisters, not only did Ephesus need to repent, but they have a third diagnosis. Are you ready for this? The Bible says, still in verse 5 of chapter 2, he says, and do the first works. Do you see that in the word? See, they needed to repent and what everybody? Do the first works. In other words, Ephesus, do what got you excited about Jesus in church life. When you found out about Jesus and him pardoning you and your sins, you wanted everybody else to know that you were a Christian. It didn't matter what time of the day it was. You, you would talk about Jesus and his love until the wee hours of the morning. You see, brothers and sisters, what we need, point to yourself. What we need, go ahead and point to yourself. Don't be scared. Amen. What we need is to revive the times when we would wake up with Jesus on our minds. Have devotion like we used to. Have family devotion like we used to instead of rushing off to work and inhaling our breakfast down. We don't have time no more. But we got time on Thursday nights. That's true. To do what we want to do. Mm. Oh, let me get a free moment, girl. Let me get to, let me return this text. Let them know I'm coming. Mm. Bruh, let me look. Let me handle this right quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. You you coming. Yeah, yeah, you coming. We have to revive the times. We need to revive the times when meditation was not something that was left up to the Easterners to do. 